When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WrestleBuddies GameSpot's podcast about uh, wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. My name's Chris Hainer. Join the Dark Order. Join DarkOrder.com. And with me, as always, my bestest ever, ever WrestleBuddy, Matt Elfring. Matt, how you doing? Chris, this is a brand new way to take the show to the next level. That's right. Is after 74 full episodes uh-huh. and a bunch of minis, have you do the intro. That's right. Bring that energy. Kick it into high gear. Join the darkorder.com. Oh, you've already screwed it up. It is actually just joindarkorder.com unless you have secured that URL. I have not. Um, <laughs> Sorry for springing this new way of opening the podcast on you out of nowhere. This is, uh, I was busy checking a DM on Twitter to see if a certain someone had responded about being on our show next week. I can't believe you're DMing with triple H. As we know from me mentioning on this show, me (laughs) DMing people to book them on the show has worked 0% of the time. Well, no one, but it's worked with one person. Is it the person who you're DMing with now? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Not Dan, not Dan Housen. Absolutely no. not Danhausen. Danhausen became the busiest man in the world in the middle of us planning on him being on the show. It is really wild that we were in on the ground floor of Danhausen, but like at the last possible second, so that he then blew up and wasn't unable to do the show because he's now yeah. I was in the process of boy. booking him while he appeared, or the day he it came out that he appeared on Conan. Yeah, and now he is the most popular professional wrestler on this planet. Yeah, there's a few other people I've uh, tried to book through DMs. I will not mention their names, and they got flaky. You hear us, Stone Cold Steve Austin? That's not true at all. <laughs> you, you, you do McMahon? not have the ability to DM Stone Cold Steve Austin. I do not. There are many wrestlers. I have the ability to DM because we follow mm-hmm. each other on Twitter. Absolutely. I'm wearing a shirt of one right now. Baby. Baby, it's the Adam Cole uh, Muppet, Muppets baby shirt that I got from the Pro Wrestling Tees. Current AEW it. star, former Wrestle Buddies guest star. Yes. Uh, I bought it because I said, this is a great shirt. I love Muppet babies. I love Adam Cole. This is going to get taken down by Disney. I better buy it. Yeah, it's I'm I'm shocked it hasn't been taken down yet. I Because I, I don't think parody law would apply to this shirt. Probably not. It's just, I mean, it's, it's the Muppet literally babies. just the images, except they're doing the du- the double fingers. Yeah, uh, man, we got a great. Oh wait, no, this is you now because we've yeah. We've so that, so we're not talking about Adam Cole or T-shirts or anything like that today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's a spooky season. Oh no, Chris, did you hear that? What I think it's I think it's a ghost. A g- 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 ghost. Yeah, we don't have a guest this week, so no, no ghost. A g- 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 guest? 
Nope, no guests no, this week either. No, it's spooky season. So, Matt, tell the people, how are we celebrating spooky season? Chris, there's no better way to celebrate spooky season, aside from actually having a secret guest that Chris doesn't know about come uh, back on the show. We're going to be delving into the world of spooky gimmicks, spooky characters in wrestling who have frightened your pants off with their haunting personas. <laughs> How did I make it through that with a straight face? I don't know. I couldn't, and I was just listening. Uh, so yeah, we're ta- we're talking uh, spooky, scary wrestlers, and it turns out there's a lot of them because horror sells, baby. Are you are you afraid of the dark TM? Maybe, but you might be afraid of these spooky, ghastly little creeps. Hey, hey, Matt, I ain't afraid of no wrestlers. Oh, Wrestling you're about to feel be. good. You're about to be afraid of these wrestlers. Hey, before we get into spooky wrestlers, ding dongs, make sure to go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. No one has done it since August. Please do it if you have not done it. Five stars or get off our backs. That's right. Look, if my mom can do it, who doesn't know, A, know what a podcast is. B, know how to use iTunes or the podcast app. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she found Wrestle Buddies on the podcast app. She literally got an iPhone and two days later there was a review from my mother that said it was not biased. That is a lie. But she did it. You can do it. Also, does that count? I mean, like, it's she doesn't listen to the show. Bro, bro, the algorithm thinks it counts, so shut your mouth. Also, if you can write a review and then delete it and then write a brand new review with five stars, get off our backs. That's funny to me. Thanks, Kurt. That, yeah. And please, everyone do that. All see, see you tonight at D&D, Kurt. <laughs> Except that we see you two days ago at D&D. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's let's turn the lights down low. Put the flashlights oh. under our faces. I can't. My, if, my light ooh. switch is on the other side of the room. This. Ready? Ready? OK, you can get spooky. Let's turn the lights down oh my low. God. I turned spooky. I turned off the light on my ceiling fan. Let's turn the we're, lights down low. We're in the Shutter movie host. <laughs> we're going to mock a ghost right. and die. We have 40 minutes to do this and get out before the movie ends. Because oh, no, Chris, look. Uh, uh, ghosts are getting me. My camera's shaking. Ah! Oh, no, me too, Matt. Me too. Look, it's like. Terrible. It's a ghost of Cobbledygooker. <laughs> Let's <laughs> the truly scariest wrestler of all time. My turkey. favorite, my favorite moment in wrestling was after the Gobbledygooker came out and did its dance in the ring. Um, a few years later, uh, George Bush Senior obviously uh, pardoned the Gobbledygooker at Thanksgiving from being murdered for dinner, and I think that was just the greatest that, moment in all of wrestling. That didn't happen. It definitely happened, Chris. I just said it. Okay. Okay. Well, Matt, let's talk about scary, scary wrestlers. Wrestlers that give us the creeps. Ooh, ones that give us the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, you know, like the Godfather. This is a morning zoo episode. <laughs> I wish I had a slide whistle right now. <laughs> uh No, so we've talked about stuff like Chucky coming to WCW before. So spooky. Uh, we've, we've talked about a lot of wrestling, but like, there's some bona fide, legit, scary wrestlers. Um, and I'm going to start with maybe the least scary of the scary wrestlers, because I think there were a period of time where he was scary, but Vampiro, then parts of Vampiro's WCW run when he was really doing that, like heavy on the skull makeup, 
Mm-hmm. Like he, that was a scary looking presentation. The character didn't really match it. Was this all. before or after the Misfits? Before the Grave Misfits, not Danzig. Danzig wasn't around at that time. Oh. He was doing the Danzig solo project. Do you mean the Misfits, like like the Miss, like the MIA missing an no, action? No, not Misfits. No, I mean the band, the Misfits, with Michael Graves singing. Oh, I don't, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we're talking about spooky wrestling and we're not going to talk about the misfits. Go ahead. All right. Insane Clown Posse teamed up with. uh, Oh, the oddities. oddities. No, we're not going to talk about that. That's a whole other thing with musicians coming into wrestling. Also, we need to do an oddities episode. We do need to do that. Just to talk Uh, about Golga dancing around with the Cartman toy. But John Tenta, RIP. But. Was Va- I don't remember Vampiro being being scary at all. I don't think I don't think it was a scary presentation. Again, I think his look, it he looked sort of undead. That's why I said when he's the least scariest of the sort sort of scary wrestlers. He mm-hmm. was his character was that of a vampire, and he the way he the makeup contour they did the contour makeup on his face. It Give looked the heavy cheek almost bones. like yeah, yeah, like it almost looked like his skeleton was his skull was pushing out of his face. Like it looked cool and creepy, then you know you saw it in action. It was just kind of. And then he had a uh, a set yourself on fire match with Sting. Yeah, yeah, and a feud with the demon, the kiss demon. Well, no, no, it wasn't the kiss demon after he was the he was no longer the kiss demon. He was just the demon, the demon, (laughs) the guy who looks, the guy who's cosplaying as Gene Simmons, the demon whose number one uh, feud was against the wall. That's right, the Chris Hardwick game show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but now let's move on to actual scary wrestlers, Matt, and I think we should start with the scariest current wrestler. Uh, whew. Yeah, you're going to say Abaddon, right? I'm going to say Abaddon in AEW. Abaddon looks like the monster from a Japanese horror movie, and I love it. It freaks me out. And she's changed her look mildly like five or six times now, and every mm-hmm. time it is more and more. T- like she has her head shaved now, the mm-hmm. sides of her head shaved. Her entrance is just like crawling. Oh, um, it's everything that terrifies me about like Japanese horror. Yeah, every like time, mentioned. every time she makes a little tiny change, like it's it. What's what's so cool about the Abaddon character and like AEW? Please use Abaddon more. Please mm-hmm. put Abaddon in a, like a higher level position. Every time you see that character, you start like. Abaddon first shows up and it's super off-putting and really, really creepy. And the Mm -hmm. way she moves in the ring and like just everything about this presentation is very scary. But then because this is pro wrestling and pro wrestling is on every single week, as the weeks go on, naturally it starts being a little less creepy, except as you said, Abaddon keeps making these little tweaks. So when they pop back up, you're like, oh, okay, okay. You it, like the the small little changes and the small bits of evolution keep you on your toes in terms of being scared by this character. And and the character is huge, like popular. Uh, I don't think she's ever been on BTE. Maybe like one single shot or two. Uh, she I don't doesn't want her. I don't want her to be. She's had a backstage interview once where like. It was weird. Like the person would ask her uh, questions and she would like write down the answer. Yeah. And the answers were extremely off putting. Like, even though it was kind of a comedy bit, it was Abaddon was still terrifying in this backstage interview. Um, But we don't she doesn't get a lot of screen time outside of wrestling, which 
I actually appreciate for usually I don't appreciate that. Usually I want to see more about the character. But with Abaddon, I like the fact that we're not getting anything about this. Ca- like you, what you get is what you see in the ring. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. And, I would also say good. I would also say and I'd like to add to this because it's um, I believe they're friends in real life. Uh, Max the Impaler from Ring of Honor, the yeah. uh, winner of the first annual uh, tournament of beef. Uh, she is terrifying to look at um, and kind 100%. of brings that it brings that same kind of energy and horror to the ring that Abaddon does. I think Abaddon does it a lot better, but Here, I don't think Maxi Impaler is straight horror. You know, Matt, tell me if you're with me on this, this vibe right here. Yeah. Abaddon is to Japanese horror. What Max the Impaler is to a 24 horror. A hundred percent. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if you told me that Maxim Paler was like the vengeful spirit of a Viking god that was now haunting me in my like flat or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And Abaddon is uh, a person who was wrongfully murdered and is now filled with vengeful rage. Yes. Living inside a wrestling ring, trying to exact (laughs) revenge on every person that enters the ring. Absolutely. That is Abaddon in a nutshell. Perfect. Uh, let's hit some, let's hit some other favorites, Matt, hit, hit me with someone, hit me with someone you think I want to hit you with one of my favorites. We're going, we're going to continue with women wrestlers. Uh, we did not talk about this person before the show, but she is one of my favorite wrestlers of the time. And that's Luna Vashon. Ooh, dude. Luna was scary with the shaved, with the shaved sides on the head and the veins drawn in. And she was so aggressive. Her voice was like terrifying, high pitched, shrill, raspy voice. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was deep and raspy. But it was like kind of had that like high pitched tin to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would just like explode out of nowhere with anger and out of like God, craziness. Okay. And Luna was everything I loved about women's wrestling back in the, I guess this is almost like a little pre attitude, but mainly attitude era. Well, yeah, because like uh, eventually she got paired with Gangrel, uh, who, who towards, she married. Towards the, uh, yeah, towards the end of the their time in WWE, I'm looking at. Oh my god, you just like the the amazing detail on the makeup job that yeah. starts on the face and goes up to the sides of the head is so so good. Luna um, Sean looked scary. But like not weirdly, not supernatural scary. She looked like serial killer scary in a way. It's like an it's an unhinged fear that it kind of resonates with the audience. And yeah, I do want to say that 90s scary is nothing like now scary. Now scary, like they'll do straight up horror movie stuff if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for the time, like Luna Vachon is one one of my favorite women wrestlers, just period. God, uh, but so good. she understood character work at a level back then that didn't really compete with other people. She was way above and beyond everybody else, man. Good. Matt. Excellent. Excellent call. Thank you. Uh, let's, let's sort of stick in the nineties. This one might, I don't know. This one might just be me. Okay. Evil doink the clown. Mm, I'm with you on this. Could everybody remembers doink the clown is like, Zany wacky clown sounds. But the man. first Doink the Clown was horrifying. 
the entrance music started with that dun 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 dun, dun, dun and then it just got like this ominous like mm. doom yeah doom doom and it was like it's like the jack in the box powering down yeah yeah it's so creepy and that he had this evil look on his face like and you have to remember at us growing up this is at a time when we were all horrified of Tim Curry's Pennywise from the It miniseries. Which aired on, like, wasn't it NBC or ABC? Yeah, it was a network television miniseries, but it was the scariest thing on Earth because Tim Curry is horrifying as yes. Pennywise. Um, that Yeah, that original version of Doink the Cloud, it didn't last very long. Was that, that wasn't Matt Bourne, was it? Uh, Matt Bourne on. was one of them, but it, not Matt Bourne. Osborne? No, it's Matt Bourne. I'm trying to remember which who was the first Doink the Clown. So the first one was the horror version. That person left. Someone else took it over right away and it became the zany version. Then it became the whole thing with Dink. Hold on. I'm looking. There's a there's like I think like five people that played Doink the Clown. Maybe like three during the WWE era. Portrayers. Portrayers. Oh, Matt Osborne. Matt Osborne, Osborne was the original Doink. I believe that's the that yeah that's the one that uh, strictly did the horror version and then left. Uh, my my memory's a little off. Followed by Steve Kern, who wrestled as Illusion Doink at uh, WrestleMania Nine, and then Real Doink at house shows. It was Matt Matt Osborne was Doink for quite a while. Okay, maybe he transitioned in the funny Doink then. I think too. so. Okay, because uh, I remember Horror Doink was such a short time. It was very very like brief. But it was so good. It was so good. It was so, so good and so, so scary. All right, Matt, you're up. What do you got? Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? Let's go as one of the wrestlers I have dressed up as uh, on Halloween. I know who you're talking about because I've seen this photo. And you know what? It's also a wrestler I've talked about who I super duper love as a character worker. It's Charles Wright. And we're going with Papa Shango. Creepy, Again, creepy. Th- this is um, his biggest feud was with Ultimate Warrior when he cursed Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Charles Wright, I just want to say. Make, didn't he make Ultimate Warrior like cough up black sludge? Cough up black sludge and sweat black. From, yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's right. I remember as a kid, so many people making fun of that feud saying like, it's so stupid and dumb. I'm like, but this is entertainment. Like, this is like they're doing something really new and different. And I kind of <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Shango was um, based on Baron Samadhi from the James Bond movies. I forget. Live and Let Die. Was that the one? I don't do James Bond movies, so I do. Not. OK, I, it's one of the few that I actually like. <laughs> so I think believe it's Live <laughs> and Let Die. Um, it's just, it's a voodoo priest. He's got mm-hmm. skeleton makeup, wears a top hat. And then it's Charles Wright's like tattoos, which are back then like he had full sleeves. Yeah. And we're talking like 90. Yeah. This is an era when like super tattooed wrestlers weren't really a thing. I mean, you had like a Bam Bam Bigelow situation where he had his head tatted up, but like nowadays mm-hmm. tattoos are fairly common on wrestlers. That was not the case back then. Well, tattoos are fairly, or I think most not, I don't know if I'm making a broad generalization, but I think most people have at least one tattoo at this point. I don't think as an adult, mo- I, I don't think most people do. Most it sounds like more than half. I think I'm actually one of the few people in my group of friends that has tattoos. Now that I think about it, yeah. like my real life group of friends that I see. Also, all the time. we're talking about the entire world, Matt. In American culture. 
A lot Ted- of pe- a lot more people. Tattoos are more widely acceptable now than they were in the early nineties. We'll yes, say that. yeah. Because I think everybody at our job has at least one tattoo. <laughs> Probably. I think the entertainment team is not pretty Dan. covered up. Not Dan. Dan's got to have one, right? I don't think so. He's too good of a boy. He's a good boy. Mm, He's a good UK boy. Yeah. Also, tattoos are illegal in the UK. They're very illegal. Which we rarely talk about here, but it's time. We're here to talk about our new referendum to legalize tattoos in the UK. Which is weird because one of my favorite shows on Hulu is Tattoo Fixers UK, where they fix up bad uh, British tattoos. They they fix them up by removing them from your body because they're illegal. (laughs) Oi, this is illegal. Get it off. Get and me the like scalpel. A, I almost went. I went a little Roy Kent on that one. I apologize, <laughs> guys. Ted Lasso season two. Watch on Apple TV Plus. I'll get to it. Um, um, Papa Shango wasn't. He was his walk to the ring was scary. He came down with the uh, smoking skull. Yeah, uh, the outfit was scary. And we're talking about a time in WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it back then. It was WWF, where. Characters were bigger than life. Every character was just like the biggest gimmick that like my job is my gimmick mm-hmm. or uh, like I'm Hulk Hogan. That's my gimmick. American flag. <laughs> my job is to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hexhaw Jim Duggan. I have a two by four. I might be a construction worker. On Who knows? My, on my resume, it says real American. <laughs> <laughs> what are your strengths? I fight for the rights of every man. I take my vitamins. I say my prayers. I got a gold chain. Weaknesses, 24-inch pythons. That's not a weakness. Nah, he wants them to be bigger, bro. Oh, exactly. I'm like a 31-inch brother. Uh, but Papa Shango for that era, like, pretty scary. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you look back. It's, like, well, it's the mixture. He's Because, like, the whole thing is he's a vo- he's essentially a, a voodoo priest. Yes. Like, that's the gimmick. But it's, like, it's the mixture of, like, the face paint with the top hat, with, like, the, the thing around his neck, with the smoking skull. Like, it's... There are so many little pieces that all come together to create this really intimidating image. And Charles Wright really likes to embody those characters. And he 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 can take a bad idea and make it great. Oh, he commits. He commits so hard. I know he hates the good father. Like, I think he's come out and said he hated the good father so I many times. I love the good father. I think the good father is one of the best, uh, the best things to come out of that weird era of like mm-hmm. late attitude era. Mm-hmm. Uh I love Kama the Fighting Machine. I love Kama Mustafa. Yeah. I, he's just, he's so good at what he does. What's weird is like the Godfather might be my least favorite of the characters, all told. I've kind of like been watching Attitude Era here and there. Um, I've kind of turned a bit on Godfather. Like, I think my memory of what the Godfather stands for and what the character actually stands for are two different things. I don't think it's as misogynistic as I once thought. Com- especially compared to everything else happening during Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more pro-women than, and that sounds weird to say out loud, but yeah. I think it's more pro-women than I thought. That's good. That's good. Uh, okay, let's jump. I want to jump to another one of that Papa Shango era. Um, Matt, the original incarnation, if you will, of The Undertaker when he was like the West, the, the old Western mortician, like I would s- first introduced with brother love originally shifted to Paul bearer, like that original take of undertaker where he's just sort of a mindless giant pale zombie mm-hmm. killing machine. Like it was scary. 
I would argue that that's the only scary version of that character. I think you'd be right. I, I, I'd say the other ones are based in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them. Some, not all some of them. Is just the American Badass version. That is definitely based in horror. It's a Rob Zombie movie come to life. Uh, yeah, some of them are based in horror, but I wouldn't say scary. But I, I wouldn't call like Ministry of Darkness Undertaker scary. Well, no, I'd say I, it's I, fun I, as hell. I yeah, I think the thing about the Undertaker persona is that it became so much larger than life and became so iconic in the minds of fans that it sort of it rose above being scary at all. Which is yeah. like uh, we'll we'll get to talking about Bray Wyatt and the Fiend in a little bit. But I think that character sort of experienced a bit of the same as it kept going. Um, the un, like the the but the original incarnation of the Undertaker was horrifying, especially if you were young at the time and suddenly you saw on your TV screen, or if you happened to go to a taping or house show. I went to a house show and saw the Undertaker in person and was like awed by how gigantic he was. And how he moved his he moved with zero emotion whatsoever. Man, to be able to like to commit to that. That it's seems so, so hard. It's yeah, so, so, so good. And so, so, so scary for that time. Can we talk about somebody that you just mentioned? Um, and I think uh, we should separate this into two different parts, but I'd like mm-hmm. to talk about Bray Wyatt just as. OK the leader of, you know, the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. uh, kind of taking on that Cape fear character. Um, a lot of Waylon, um, Waylon mercy too. It's a, a lot, lot of, of Waylon mercy, a lot of Cape fear. Honestly, parts of it had like very strong deliverance vibes too. Yes. Um, I just want to explain, um, Waylon mercy is a character from, I think it's 1995. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's a guy in like a Hawaiian shirt, uh, got a cross tattoo, tattoo quote-unquote on his forehead tattooed with Uh, a big pen yeah and he would just sit in the forest and like ramble and i waylon mercy i would say was 20 years ahead of its time and yeah um because waylon mercy would have been a huge character in like the like the 2010s 2010s yeah uh but this was 1995 i don't think creative I mean, we didn't even understand that character i'm not gonna say give no. myself credit and say like waylon mercy's the best why'd they do this to him because that's 2021 matt talking not right. 1995 matt uh but i'd say he's so far ahead of his time and really helped create that blueprint for bray wyatt who's really that like deliverance like back of the woods mixed with cape fear character who says we'll talk for 10 minutes and say nothing but also say everything say everything and be the most convincing person on the planet about it. Like mm-hmm. Bray, the way Bray Wyatt talked and led that original incarnation of the Wyatt family, it was vaguely backwoods cultish, um, yes. which was incredibly engaging, but also very scary because you just like, and, and it went to every single aspect of the character with the lights going but before, like the fireflies thing, before all the audience started waving their cell phones around, like the lights would go out. You just see this one spotlight barely. And it like it wasn't even a full spotlight. It was just enough to light the way. So you knew what was going on. They would drag the rocking chair to the ring and then Bray would just look creepy rocking at ringside while his minions destroyed anyone in the ring i see i don't like i'm thinking back to like the nxt days when the original three wide family debuted not debuted but when they were wrestling Mm -hmm. i don't remember bray actually fighting a lot 
it was mostly Eric and Luke from mm-hmm. what I remember. And it, it was Bray delivering a lot of like long monologue promos, which were fantastic. They were great. And then if actually, if Bray actually ended up fighting you, you would get destroyed because he was at, even at that time, like he wasn't, he wasn't the leader of a cult or a group who couldn't hold his own. Like Bray, what was most terrifying about Bray is if you were going to get into the ring with him, you know, the talking and all that is scary on its own, but like the way he was just such a powerhouse in the ring with that character, what made him even more terrifying. Absolutely. God, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a super fun. And I also like the way it evolved, like, and they started involving like the Wyatt family compound and Mm -hmm. like, remember the, remember the Wyatt's versus new day, like swamp match or whatever it was called. Yep. Which took place in a ring of cars. Yeah. Originally. Well, it took, yes, it took sort of so, some of it, I mean, but it was, it was like at, the, it was at the Wyatt compound and there were cars around and it was all very, it was shot at night and the only lighting was like headlights and it was all very, very cool. Uh, God, it, it's just such an interesting, and I think that like, that is so much of that is thanks to the very cool, very different mind of Wyndham Rotunda, who is no longer with WWE. Mm-hmm. hoping he pops up somewhere very soon i'm hoping um, it's impact I th- i've said this before i want him at impact i want him any sense. i want him literally anywhere i feel like he's too big for impact honestly i feel like he could get more eyes back on impact and well, impact could get off access tv on, on a real channel i mean the people who own access tv own impact so i do not envision that happening. oh i forgot about that never mind <laughs> that's right um but it's like his, he has such a different mind for pro wrestling than almost anyone else. And it enabled this character and the next character we're going to talk about to be so creepy and engaging in ways that honestly, we don't really see a lot in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, That brings us to the, the last iteration of Bray Wyatt in WWE, mm-hmm. the fiend. Uh, I know how we talk about undertaker. <sighs> I know how we talk about Undertaker kind of lost that horror appeal. He was still a horror character, but not scary uh, because the mystique had disappeared. Somehow with The Fiend, he got more terrifying. Uh, I think what helped that was it. there were there were two sides of it. There yes. was the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse uh, element of the character that like essentially was like evil Mr. Rogers neighborhood sort of playing on the the fear that this character instills in the instills in the world and then you would see that change as this character who's like a bright fun happy jokey guy what he when he unleashed the inner fiend and it's this horrifying truly truly horrifying mask and costume getup that like it made him look like a demon come to life Mm -hmm. what i loved about that that the fiend stuff was and firefight funhouse stuff was so high concept mm-hmm. it might be some of the highest concept stuff in wrestling period i don't think some of creative understood it like when seth rollins showed up at the firefly funhouse i'm like no you you can't show up there yeah it's it's in his mind seth rollins you can't go into bray wyatt's mind <laughs> I like when they zapped John Cena into it for I was okay match. with that because that made sense because yeah. they built it within the framework of what they were doing. Yeah. Cause they they because you know it wasn't they, just a location that Cena drove a car to. 
Oops, I'm here. That John Cena Bray Wyatt match is still just I think about that so much. It was it's not even a traditional match by any means, but it's nope. still like one of the best things WWE's done in years. I want the John Cena NWO action figure from that match just yes. because like I want to I just want that commemorative thought of that match. It's and and the beauty of the fiend, I will say, as as they involved Alexa Bliss more in the fiend shtick, and he seemingly feuded with Randy Orton for seventeen years, oh. uh, that took that took a lot of shine off the character, which was unfortunate. But then they reintroduced him all burned up, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. But then they ditched that at WrestleMania and just went back to the standard fiend look. And I was very confused. It felt like as toward towards the end of Wyatt's run in WWE, WWE didn't had no idea what to do with the character. And that's that stinks because I think that Bray Wyatt really led the way on how that character was evolving when they had the burned up version of him. We already knew that the fiend was unstoppable. Well, you found somebody that stopped him, kind of. Or uh, did you or did you? And then it's evolved into this like you know, Jason Voorhees type, like I'm burned up and you can't get rid of me. Like yeah. that was the next step. It made so much sense. Why did you guys just stop? Matt, that's a fantastic way to frame it. Like they essentially turned him into Jason Voorhees or a yeah. Michael Myers character who's like, no matter, you can kill him however many times you want. He just comes back. He might look worse for wear, but he's stronger than ever. And I feel that's like I, I'm not I'm not, I don't try to be armchair booker or whatever when it comes to WWE, but I see things that are so obvious like that to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I feel like I'm very right on this one, mm -hmm. um, but I see things like that. And I'm just like, how do you guys not get this? Like, it's I know it's different than everything else we've seen in wrestling, but how do you not get this? It, it seems pretty clear to me that it's 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 a very high concept, cerebral horror character that bray and world that bray has created i, just well, I mean when you look, but, but but ultimately when you look at wwe programming the, the the phrases high concept and cerebral don't really ring through unless you're a cerebral assassin that's right Time well that's why they, that's why you can't be cerebral because triple h killed all the cerebrals <laughs> you assassinated it all oh my god that's kind of perfect all right uh, well Give me some other. We've actually been going for a while already and talked about like four people. And it's, I'm like happy about that. I'm going to I'm going to hit you. We we can we can wrap up soon. But there's a couple more I'd like to talk about. Um, yeah. Kane, but pause. Dot, it's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Uh, the version of Kane immediately after losing the mask for the first time. OK. When he's feuding with seemingly everyone. This is the Kane that hooked Shane McMahon's testicles up to a car battery. This is the cane that tombstoned Linda McMahon on the stage. This is the cane, like, when he took off that mask and he had that weird half-head ball Suck thing. it! <laughs> no, this is long after <laughs> like, that's he long had after the it. vocoder thing for his throat. This is, like, the cane... When Kane was first introduced as the Undertaker's brother, it was kind of it was a scary concept. And he had the red lighting, he had Paul Bearer and Mankind in his corner. Like there was a lot going on there. As the years went on, though, and Kane became a fan favorite, like 
He was kind of a part of DX for a while. Uh, he would do promos with The Rock and Hulk Hogan where he talked about his fans, the Canaanites, like stuff like that, which is yeah. hilarious to me. But like it's so far from what Kane, the original intention of Kane was that by the time they got to the part where he like his he lost his mind and came unmasked and you saw then it turned out that all these supposed burn scars that he had were more mental scars than anything else Wink. but like <laughs> but you saw him devolve into complete insanity like that that there was there was some scary stuff and I'll take it even further to the point where there's a moment my favorite Kane moment of all time is WrestleMania 20 when the Undertaker comes back as the dead man and Kane and to face Kane and Kane is in the ring and it, the lights go out and the purple comes up and the camera goes to Kane and for the first time Kane had been this insane monster heel this grotesque mean-spirited monster and the and the lights go out and the purple lights come up and you've an Undertaker first walks out from backstage and the camera cuts to Kane and he looks like he's about to cry. And he just keeps saying, you're not real. You're not real. And I was like, that is the best character work that person that, that Glenn Jacobs has ever done, because in that moment, I believe that this horrifying monster was scared of his big brother. I would. I would also say that the WWE during this time uh, was banking on Kane to be that horror character to kind of offer something different. Um, you know, putting Glenn Jacobs in the movie See No Evil. Oh, a, yeah. A horror movie where Kane plays a guy who kills people. And I believe a at that time. A horror movie that ends with uh, Kane's empty eye socket getting peed in by a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what that character was. That character was supposed to be this kind of leather facey, you know, mm-hmm. um, not backwoods like Hill Rod or whatever, but like murder machine. Yeah. He's supposed to be a murder machine. Absolutely. Chris has got them yawns. It's been a long week. Long I thought you month. I thought I thought you had more to say about. No, Cena not really. I, I'm, I, I like Kane. Um, <laughs> I like Kane. Suck it. Uh <laughs> But every time I think about Kane, I think about the worst stuff. Like it's all the bad stuff pops up with that character. That's all the kind corporate of, Kane garbage. Uh, yeah, that and then Katie Vick. And oh, then, I don't want to talk about Katie Vick. And then some Mayor Glenn Jacobs speeches I saw once. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, let's not. That's it's, a whole other. Separate the art from the artist. Separate the art from the artist. That's a whole other kind of horror, Matt. Uh. I, I, I don't want to go too deep. Like this is I'm, I'm coming up with my last one. I don't want to go too deep on him because I know I know enough about the great Muda, but also like and I've and I've been able to see I was able to see him live twice. I think now I saw him once where G1 Supercard, which is where. Yeah, we saw them together. That yeah. was my that was my I lost I my that, mind. That was my second time. Um Japanese legend mm-hmm. for sure. Um but th- there are so many scary elements to the great Muda character. Um from the design of the look of the character to the mist to like 
like the way he walks to the ring man. oh my god dude yeah it's terrifying i'm not very extremely well versed in great muda mm-hmm. um it's one of those things where like we growing up we didn't get all japan or new japan wrestling in america say yeah you know who is a legend kind of when they pop up on wcwc like ultimo dragon or yeah. um the one time i think jushin thunder liger popped up uh Mo- and muda pop- popped up on wcw a bit too yes he which did. is great but like man when you as you as you grow up and like honestly thanks to the internet there is so much access to things and you yes. realize like like everyone who doesn't know muto well right now go to google type in the great muta and just hit images and look mm-hmm. at look at this person like he like between makeup uh masks like like the the look of the great muta is something out of a nightmare and i mean that in the best way yeah and it's scary it is so scary and i love him for it and oh my god dude i just i just did it again i just reopened it again i remember when the first time i saw muda was at a larger indie show here in la four or five years ago maybe Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) this is how dope this was this is how weird this indie show was matt there was just a an electric guitarist there playing his music. <laughs> no rest of the band. Just the guitarist. Just the guitarist playing to a music track. The lights go out. Everything's all red. He comes out in this, co- this cool, super cool mask that he wears throughout. And like at this point, how, let me, how old is Great Muda right now? Let me look. I'd say he's probably in his late 60s. Mid 60s? 58 years old. He's only wow, 58 I'm way years off. old. Good for him. Um, but he debuted because well, be, Matt, because he debuted in 1984. Yeah. Like he's been going for so long. And he like I I I can't recommend enough. Just go look up Great Muda stuff. It's all over YouTube. You'll have it like it's not hard to find. And that is a character. Honestly, it is one of the earliest scary wrestlers that I can think of. Yeah, Like there are so many like and there are so many wrestlers that we haven't touched on. Like like Bruiser Brody was a scary ass character. Like uh, there is a long, endless list. And like, honestly, we can't talk about them all now because what are we going to do next Halloween if we go through all the scary wrestlers now? Oh, no, we can't talk about the boogeyman eating worms. I totally forgot to bring up the boogeyman who was on the list. We'll have to save that for next year because like I would I would I would argue that there are incarnations of the boogeyman that are scary. Like the first one. Yeah. Before he ate the mole off of JBL's assistant's face. Yeah. 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 Or before he would just pop up at backstage interviews, go, I'm the boogeyman. I'll get you. Yeah, when he would feed people worms, that was pretty scary because I wouldn't oh, want it to discuss if it if Vince McMahon came to me and was like, look, the boogeyman is going to feed you worms. And I'd be like, I quit cool story bro i'm out of (laughs) here i would rather get beaten by literally everybody in the locker room than eat worms you idiot like get out of here i guess i'll go to ring of honor kick bricks (sighs) spooky 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 
Well, oh, Matt, Chris, oh, Chris, oh, I've oh, been listening up? in. I have hacked into your program. Oh, God, hello. Hello, SmackDown. It's, uh, you know what, SmackDown Hacker? Yeah. Welcome to the show, first of all. Second of all, I was wondering when we would be hearing from you again because you weren't here for our last predictions episode. No, I, I did, did uh, oh, I thought I heard something spooky. Uh, maybe a ghost. Oh, for Halloween. Oh, because it's very scary Halloween. I've just been very busy at my website, thesesheetsaredirty.org, uh-huh. uh, writing about uh, all the news you could ever use about wrestlers. True or not? It's all true and factual. We oh. have inside sources at every company de- oh, delivering cool. us the goods. Oh, okay. So, okay. So then let's talk. It's spooky season. Do you have any spooky news tidbits you can share with the listeners? I've got one very spooky piece of news to uh, uh-huh. deliver to all of you. Um, coming up at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Then that was my only spooky news. Oh, uh, is- so we don't. Sorry, uh, like SmackDown Hacker, I'm sorry we didn't go over this with you uh, earlier. We, those shows don't exist in our universe. Oh, well, um, okay. How about any, you got anything, got anything AEW or like Raw, SmackDown or NXT related? I have the spookiest news you could ever use about AEW. Uh, Oh, okay. A new AEW signing, it is going to blow your socks off. Oh, I'm I'm ready to be scared. It is a new tag team. Uh-huh. Made up. Okay. Of Peter Weller as RoboCop <laughs> and Chucky the Demonic Doll. Wait. It's Warner Media owns AEW, or they own TNT and TBS, which plays AEW, is under the same family, and Chucky is coming out on sci-fi and NBC Universal property, not wow. Warner Media. Wow. Uh, so uh, what a tag team it is. They're coming together to create this ultimate tag team of nostalgic BS that dudes in their thirties and forties are going to eat up. I have to admit, I'm very, I'm very surprised uh, by all the media conglomerates that have to come together to make this happen. Because it, as you mentioned, AEW is on Warner media uh, Chucky is a NBC Universal property, and if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't RoboCop in like an Orion Pictures movie? And that's I believe it was Orion Pictures, which is no longer a thing, and probably which is owned, owned by well, Orion is still a thing. They came back a few years ago, but they're owned by MGM, which is owned by Amazon. It is Amazon. Warner Media, NBC Universal, Comcast, yeah, coming together to bring you a tag team on a wrestling promotion that most people that aren't wrestling fans have not heard of. I mean, we're wrestling. Like, I, I, are you I'm telling s- me out in the world, out in the American world, right uh, now? Yeah, people that don't watch wrestling. Know what AEW is. People that have no idea that wrestling is still a thing know what AEW is. People barely know what WWE is, Chris. I'm they so say, confused. isn't Hulk Hogan doing that thing? And they're like, no. They, uh, do they? He's too gawker. Doesn't everyone, <laughs> doesn't everyone just think John Cena now? I thought everyone just thinks about John Cena now. Are He's going to probably sue gawker wait, too. wait. wait. <laughs> 
Oh, you well, get Gawker, to a level Gawker, in wrestling, Gawker, and all you Gawker is back. I know you get to a level in wrestling, and then uh, when you reach the pinnacle, you get to sue Gawker. Wow, that seems weird. Inside um, so, information. So, <laughs> so, but why do you why do you assume that people outside of wrestling fandom don't know who RoboCop or Chucky are? I mean, they know who they are, but like they're going to be like, "Hey, turn to AEW on TNT." on Wednesday nights, or if you're watching Rampage on Fridays, and check out Chucky and RoboCop as a tag team, most people are going to be like, that's dumb, not going to watch that. But me, as a wrestling fan, I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Okay, so here's the most important question I can have. Yes, RoboCop will put Sting in a cage on Rampage. Well, as we remember, RoboCop took Sting out of a cage. Yeah, they're no longer friends. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, Oh, wait, are are they a heel tag team? Of course they are. Uh, Chucky has put the soul of his wife, Tiffany, into RoboCop. <laughs> and now... Wait, uh, is Jennifer Tilly dressing up as RoboCop? Is no, that what you're telling it, me? It's Peter Weller as RoboCop, but it will have Jennifer Tilly's <laughs> voice. voice. Perfect. Does this tag team have a name? Uh, no, not at this point in time. But your second question was... Do Chucky and Peter Weller's RoboCop kiss in the ring? And the answer is a lot. They are all over each other <laughs> kissing amazing. and hugging and talking about making babies and then realizing, oh, wait a minute. I am Jennifer Tilly's voice in Peter Weller's body. Uh, we need to adopt. I really hope they save this for like after the 8 p.m. hour. No, this is at 5 p.m. <laughs> Rampage. Brand new time. <laughs> That's terrible. It's going to be before SmackDown now. It's before SmackDown. Take that, WWE. Before your local news, take that, local news. <laughs> Sorry, Kip Saberton or whatever your name is, local newsman. Sorry, uh, local news guy that probably should follow me on Twitter because uh, I have the inside sources for wrestling. It is going to be mm-hmm. a, uh, an awakening for so many people to watch this doll. And man, kiss in the middle of a ring. I can't. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the inevitable match against the Young Bucks. Uh, they, uh hold on a minute. Uh, oh. I'm putting my finger to my ear. Yes, you uh, are. This just in. Uh, the Young Bucks are leaving AEW. What? You where are they? That? Where are they going? They're going uh, to oh. franchise their own. Uh, they're going to go franchise their own Culvers. Wait, Col- why? They like Culver's a lot. Everyone likes Culver's a lot. That doesn't mean they open up Culver's franchises. Yeah, they just, they're going to open their own Culver's and they're going to serve fried cheese curds and they're going to serve delicious smashed Culver's burgers. To- I'm gonna get, I can't, can we get a Young Bucks concrete? No. Oh, okay. No. You can't mess with the Culver's system. When You know when you go to the drive-thru at Culver's? The first thing they say to you is, welcome to delicious. That's a real thing. You know how dumb that is? It's wonderful because Culver's is delicious. I mean, but like, yeah, get your get your head out of your ass, Culver's. Say, welcome to Culver's. Hey, 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 language, please smack that. Oh, sorry, here. sorry. Welcome to delicious. I'm Culver's. What do you want? <laughs> oh, more fried cheese curds? Watch out, you might have a heart attack. Don't eat here every day. It's good, but like, it is not healthy. 
A but like that like Culver's is the home of the butter burger. It's a burger with butter on it. Yeah, it's delicious and gross. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But like can't eat it every day. Uh, Smackdown hacker, did you know I'm about to move? I'm about to move cross country. Uh, hold on a second. Okay. Got some breaking news. Finger to your ear. Uh, yeah. You are moving within a drive to Hulk Hogan's restaurant slash museum. That's true. Also, very close to a Culver's. Wait, are there, are there Culver's in Florida? There is in where I am moving in Florida. Yes. Wait a minute, is there, is there Clearwater Culver's? No, this, no, I am not moving to Clearwater. I know, but like that's drivable anywhere in that Florida Oh, sure, area. no, 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 but like I'm saying there is a Culver's, I think, within like five to ten minutes of where I will live. Oh, boy. That's pretty exciting. Butter uh, burgers wait, every day. This just in. Okay. Uh, the Young Bucks are opening their Culver's in Clearwater, so I can say Clearwater Culver's as much as I want because is it, is it going to be next door to Hulk Hogan's restaurant? Very down the street from that. Ooh. Just can you just try saying Clearwater Culver's? It feels real good to say Clearwater Culver's. That does sound good. Yeah, Clearwater I like Culver's. It. I like it a lot. Oh boy! Well, wow. Good luck on your move. Well, thanks, and thanks That's for stop- thanks, thanks for stopping by. We miss you around these parts. I guess I've been so busy writing all these things. Uh, we broke the news on uh adam cole going to aew unfortunately uh the website was down yep. for a day so I, yep. I didn't get to get up till the next day but right. we broke that news broke that news uh where can the people find you on twitter i am at smackdown hacker uh i apparently do not tweet very often and forget to tweet from that account because i'm so busy writing up these great uh pieces for these sheets are dirty.org which may or may I also also believe these streets are dirty is on Twitter as well. I believe it is. I believe it's just these sheets and then the letter R dirty. I don't remember how I spell it out. By I, I mean the editor in chief, which is a mysterious person that is not me. And I really mean that for real. If you hold on for just one moment. We're holding on. Hold on a second. This just in. Okay. Uh, I've just got word that Hexaw Jim Duggan's 2x4 is being built into one of Jimmy Carter's Habitat for Humanity houses. What? Really? Yeah, they just took... They just uh, robbed Hacksaw No, they didn't rob him. Like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was like, I would also like to do some honorable things for the people of the world. And he helped build a house using one of his two-by-fours from wrestling. What a great guy Hacksaw Jim Duggan is. It's Sheets... The letter R, dirty. At sheets are dirty. Real, real news, real wrestling news that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, take I will, that. I will, <laughs> I will say you, you, you're, you're falling a bit behind uh, on sheets are dirty. Um, if I could get, if we could get, you should probably get some new news up there. Uh, <laughs> uh, breaking. 13 people left Meltzer's house when he began serving dinner. Uh, the scary part oh, that was, was when real. there were only seven inside. Reports from inside the Meltzer compound say he was making mac and cheese from scratch and he's a terrible cook. Uh, I will say, can I share with you my favorite scoop of yours? Oh, yeah, please do. Please do. From September 18th, exclusive. Brock Lesnar had plain ass spaghetti noodles for dinner. There wasn't even butter on them. Brock to AEW confirmed. That's real news. As, Let me tell and, you. and as we know, it hasn't come to fruition yet, but you're saying it will happen. I mean, he's going to go to AEW, but also he just eats plain ass spaghetti noodles with not even butter on them. Who boils a bunch of spaghetti, 
drains it, puts it in a bowl, and goes, yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> can I, Brock Lesnar does. Can I share with you one more of your amazing forward-looking scoops? Yes, please do. From September 19th, backstage reports from Extreme Rules next week stating that the New Day will beat the Bloodline and Big E will steal the E from Extreme Rules, renaming the pay-per-view to X-Term Rawls. Big E to DDT Pro confirmed. Yeah, Big E is going to be going to DDT Pro. Uh, it's, it's great to see with him With the going WWE to, Championship. That's impressive. And with all the E's from Extreme Rules. Or, I'm sorry, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for stopping by SmackDown Hacker. Again, follow him at SmackDown Hacker and at Sheets Are Dirty on Twitter. Thanks for having me. Thanks for stopping by. Here, Matt, you can have your microphone back. Is he at your house, Matt? Yeah, he was. He was here. Is he stay? Like, is he staying with you? I don't know. He just came over, and he's like, "Can you let me talk for a second? And I was maybe, like, "Maybe he's living in your garage, and you just don't know it." Yeah, maybe we don't have a mouse. Maybe we have a SmackDown, a Smackdown hacker. hacker. It's fantastic. A a a title <sighs> for a character. That is no longer relevant whatsoever. Nope. And was only relevant for a few weeks. Yep. But we're doing it. I have to say, this was a great episode. Everyone should rate this 19 stars. Uh, We'll be back next week with more spooky. And the week after that with more spooky because it's spooky season. Uh, But until then, Matt. Yeah. Any final words? Five stars or get off our backs. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed WrestleBuddies as much as we enjoyed making it. Make sure to check us out on the Apple Podcasts app, rate us five stars or get off our backs. Also check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, other places. If you want to check us out in the social media landscape that is the world we live in, we are at WrestleBuddies. He is at Chris Hayner. I am at I'm Matt Elfring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.